something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Tori Archbold is here. She is the founder of Powerful Steps and also the author of Self-Believe is Your Superpower, Unleash Your Life Purpose, Own Your Power, Become a Magnet for Miracles. Hi, Tori. Thanks for being with us this morning. You are in Australia. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing that will stop me from getting up for a good podcast chat. So I love you know. the dedication. I really appreciate that. <laughs> coffee. Of course. <laughs> yes. Coffee is fueling the day for all of us, I think. So I, um, I told you before we started recording that our word of the month this month is confront. And when I first was introduced to you and your story was told to me immediately, I was like, oh, she's perfect for this topic. Because I love anyone who is at basically the height of their career and says, wait a second, I'm out of alignment, like things have to shift. And that is exactly what happened to you. You were known in Australia as the PR powerhouse. You started your own business in your 20s. And you had clients such as Zara, Victoria's Secret, Motorola, Nespresso. I mean, these are huge brands. And then one day you just said, this is not it for me. Can you just break down oh. that whole story for us? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, you know what? It's such a good story. And looking back, sometimes I think it reads like a little bit like a Jackie Collins novel <laughs> because we all have, you know, these incredible dreams and hopes and ambitions when we're in our teenage years. And we say to ourselves, well, how are we going to make that happen? You know, how are we going to make that happen? And I always believe when you're fueled by self-belief, anything is possible. So, you know, like most um, people, when they left school, I went to uni. I didn't finish my degree, though. I started interior design, but it just was not my jam. Yeah. And so I took myself off to London on the working holiday visa, and I fell in love with media and the power of storytelling. Because on the visa, you were able to actually work with whoever you wanted to, but for a period of three months, so 12 weeks each. So I always say I got an education in life through media. So I worked for Columbia TriStar, 20th Century Fox, George Lucas Films, and obviously the ultimate in the 90s, which was MTV when the Spice Girls were coming out, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I wanted yeah. to be involved in this. <laughs> 
And I just thought, wow, storytelling is such a powerful tool to take people on a journey that can either transform their life or it can shift their perception. And when I came back into Australia, they're just, you know, I was 24 years old. I was being offered these jobs and nothing was just clicking into place for me. And I thought, imagine if I could create a job that I fell in love with every single day. I could work with the best of the best and I could create and deliver impact on a global scale. And so I started an agency called Torstar and it was built on passion, integrity and delivery, which are my three key values in life. And my intent and my purpose was really clear. It was about, you know what, I'm going to attract the world's best brands, the world's top performing retail brands, celebrities and influencers, and I'm going to transform the way people think about them. And I'm going to create and deliver really powerful impact so that they can get double digit growth. And when you, you know, fast forward two decades, I had 22 staff, I had two executive assistants, everyone goes, what for? Well, for 12 of those years, I was a single mom. And so I had someone helping with my daughter obviously helping with my business, trying to bring me into alignment. But there was a game-changing moment for me midway through all of that, which actually happened a decade ago now, Kelly, where, you know, I was due on um, a flight where we're hosting a big media event for a big retailer in London. And 72 hours before I was due on that plane, my appendix burst and I was rushed to hospital. And unfortunately, they didn't catch it in time. And I ended up with septicemia, which is blood poisoning poisoning. And I was, yeah, I ended up being um, in a coma. I lost eight kilos in five days. And when you talk about, you know, confront what's happening in your life, that was really the universe saying to me, wake the fuck up. Stop being a people pleaser. Stop putting yourself last on the list and tell us what you really want. Mm. Tell us how you're going to propel forward. Because before I was wheeled into that operation, the surgeon said to me, you know, who's your next of kin? Who's going to look after your daughter? Like, you know, all of these very confronting questions that I had never thought about, you know? And so I went under the knife with all of these what if questions Mm. and I never wanted to be placed in that situation again. And I was told it was going to be a six-month recovery. In actual fact, it was three to four years. And I really, really struggled with my health. And I took 12 rounds of antibiotics. And I remember the surgeon saying to me, Tori, you're never going to get better until you get happy. And he said to me, I want you to remember this mantra, a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. And I said, well, what does that mean? What does being happy actually mean? And here I am, you know, in everyone else's eyes, the top of the world, working right. with the best Yes, but I'm not I'm not happy inside. And so I really needed to learn out how to strip out what that framework was going to look like to find my happy heart. And he said to me, you have to start putting yourself first on that list. Before you fuel anyone else's cup, you are going to fuel your own. Toughest moment of my life, but the best moment of my life, because what it did was I discovered happiness. Um, I discovered what wasn't working in my life and I became more powerful in my decision-making to say no to what wasn't going to light me up and yes, to create space for what was. Mm. And it really set me on a different path in life so that by the time 2019, 2020 came around and we were launching three big American brands into Australia, Victoria's Secret, um, Steve Madden, who in your market's known as, you know, the billion dollar shoe man. And of course- you know, Drew Barrymore, who's gone on to have the number one talk show in America, and we were launching her Flower Beauty brand. Um, 
I recognized that my time at the top of my PR game was probably coming to an end and that what was lighting me up 20 years ago was not lighting me up right now. Mm. And so I made a really brave decision to shut that agency and start again. And I was 44 years old. Um, I'd never been married and I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And that's how Powerful Steps was born. It was literally in that moment in time with my last big client, Drew Barrymore, in front of a crowd of people saying, as women, we need to own our story, to own our power. And I really took that advice and I transformed that into my business and I wrote a book about it. So I have to go back because you just (laughs) said I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I think one of the narratives as I've gotten older, that's gotten harder for me to let go of is that I have everything to lose. Like in my Mm. 20s, I feel like I felt sort of invincible because you don't have anything yet. You know, like the stakes are low. And so then the the older we get, it's like either whether it's a relationship or a business. I mean, you owned your own business. So in my head, I'm like, what do you mean you had nothing to lose? Of course you had stuff to lose. So how did you Mm. kind of grapple with that and get to the place of saying like, you know, I've got to choose myself. I have nothing to lose. Because I invested in myself with that mantra, happy heart is a magnet for miracles, that I was so in my power. I wasn't afraid of judgment and I wasn't afraid of being uncomfortable. Mm. And I think when you're not afraid of being uncomfortable, you get the biggest growth. And so I found everyone a job. So I paid it forward with gratitude. And, you know, I was in a really powerful place because I just knew it would work. I just knew it would work. Yeah. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was 24. So I get being an entrepreneur and I know you are. You know well. the hustle. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the hustle, you've got the highs and the lows and you've got the game changing moments. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're in alignment with yourself, mind, body, spirit, you're in flow. You're in yeah. your power. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. You can face the biggest challenge of your life and you can switch your thinking in a heartbeat And you know what? It's like game on, let's go. And that's where you get that passion and that fire in your belly that anything is possible. And, you know, the possibilities were just endless. And I got this really great advice, Kelly, as well. Um, You know, when I was working through with an energy healer, actually, okay, I want to exit my my PR company in a really nice way, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with peace and gratitude in my heart. But when I start Powerful Steps, um, what kind of a person do I want to attract? What kind of a woman? I want to attract the woman that I was when I was at a crossroad in my life. And I want to show her that there is a way that you can elevate, you can find love, you can have an incredible business, you can travel the world, you know, you can become whoever you want to be. And so, you know, she worked with me on mindset and she just said to me, Tori, I know without a doubt you're going to attract people at this level. Yeah. And she goes, that's great because they've already had success, but they want to know what that next step forward is, right? And you're going to show them. And I said, yeah, I am. That is that is my business model. I'm going to show them. And she said, but they're going to exit like that. And what that's going to do is it's going to start a movement because you're raising the vibration of how women see and view themselves, free of judgment, breaking patterns, and not being afraid to learn, grow, and evolve at any age. Yeah. And that was really how it all happened. Yeah. I mean, I hear so much positivity, belief in yourself, but I just have to ask as a fellow entrepreneur, were there not days where you were like, what have I done? How am I going to pay? You know, like the questions that sink in the fear, like 
What do you do mm. to counteract those kind of narratives in your mind? Yeah. So when I started my first business, um, way back in my twenties, I remember my mom saying to me, photograph the check. Cause in those days, the check used to come in the mail. And she goes, remember this? Cause I didn't get paid for 120 days. I couldn't even pay my rent. Oh my and it was the biggest lesson, you know? And even when I was, you know, in, in MTV in London, I remember I'd have like a pound left. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like, how am I going to eat for the week? So, you know, but it's not to say that there weren't hard times when I was a single mom and I had 22 staff and a multi-million dollar business because you've got overheads, you pay everyone else first. And I know that's not the golden rule of business. You should pay yourself first. But you know what? you got people that their payment terms may not align with what you've got to pay. So I understand, I understand the struggle. I've been the woman that sold the handbags, the clothes, the everything to put food on the table, of course. But this time when I was in my 40s, it felt different. Okay. It felt, it just felt right. And I never questioned because I knew that the highs would be highs. And I reframed my thinking that when there was, you know, a slow month, okay, Tori, that means you've got to create because I'd already been on the journey. So a lot of people in business as an entrepreneur, they go, oh my gosh, I've got to hustle. I don't hustle, I receive. Mm. And so I know that if there's a slow month, I'm just meant to be there, reaching out to people. Are you okay? How can I help you? How can I add value? And creating impact for others without expecting anything in return. Mm -hmm. And I think when you work with the universal laws of attraction, anything's possible. Yeah. And where entrepreneurs go wrong is when they focus on the money. Business is not about money. Business is about the impact and the value that you're able to give to others. And if people can see that value, your business will grow naturally and with more abundance than you ever believed possible simply because you didn't do it to get the bling. Yeah. My, I used to have a friend that would always say, the money always comes. You got to just follow your passion and the things that happen. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. And some people might be listening, rolling their eyes, being like, okay, yeah, but like, how do I keep my roof over this, you know, the roof over my head or the food on the table? But that has rung true in my life for sure, is that the more I'm mm. focusing on the passion or the creativity or the things that light me up, just like you're saying, it does seem like that sends a message to the universe that... I'm open. I'm ready to receive. And also that's like your feminine energy. That's the way we're supposed Ooh. to be is that receiving, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's not to say as well, Kelly, and I do, I do want to say from a business perspective as well, mm -hmm. that when you're looking at your business and times are tough, yeah. really look at your bottom line. Okay. Look at what the analytics say to you, because yes, you might be passionate about something, but what are passionate about what are people passionate about that you're creating? Yes. So if there's something in your offering that's not working, don't be afraid to say goodbye to that to focus on what is working. Yeah. Um, and I think from a business and a fiscal um, perspective, that's really important for you to do every three months. Like what's working okay. in your business? What's flowing? What do people want versus what do people not want? Yeah. And take out those products, services or offerings that you don't need. Okay. And the other thing as well is I also know it's so tough for everyone around the world right now, you know, cut out the overheads that you don't need. Now, the first thing, like we used to spend like thousands of dollars per month on flowers, you know, for our office, for clients, for everyone. Mm -hmm. But then when I started again with my second business, I didn't have thousands of dollars to do that. So, but I did have my time and my energy to give people. So cut out things 
that are not necessarily good for your bottom line and replace them with how you can share your energy to build your business. Mm. And I always say to people, I built my first business on three coffee dates a week, right? I started out with no media connections. I started with no money in my bank. It was different in my 40s. I had money in the bank, you know, so it was a different position that I was starting from. But I used the same philosophy as in my 20s. And I always say coffee, not lunch, simply because lunch is expensive. People might want drinks. Drinks are expensive. But coffee for a mutual exchange of energy, you can go anywhere and have, you know, two cups of coffee for $10, right? Maybe including a tip. And so, you know, I always say if you want to build your business, if you want to shift your energy forward, if you want to learn, lean, and grow, evolve, this is what you do. Three times a week, you have a coffee date. One with someone you know, yeah. Okay. So it could be someone that you've worked with. It should be you know, someone in the past or the future that you've just got a great, um, you know, collaborative mindset with. Check in with them. How are you going? How can we collaborate? How can we help each other? They might know someone that you don't know that they can introduce you to that might grow your business, right? Second one is coffee date with someone you want to partner with. So for me at the moment, I want to partner with people like you. I want to do part, um, podcast swaps. I want to grow my community. I want to share what I have to add value. But also, I know that's a mutual exchange and you're going to come on my Powerful Stories podcast and share your value, right? Right. So partnership is a great way to grow your community, your business, and your brand, right? And all it does is it's it allows you to show up and share what you love, right? Pay yes. for that knowledge. And then the third one is someone completely outside your comfort zone. So a lot of people say to me, well, how did you get Drew Barrymore as a client, right? And I say, well, I was in America a lot with so many different brands. I used to pinpoint the different agencies that I wanted to partner with. So that was my partnership coffee day. I'd always add on a couple of days to my trips in LA and I'd go to the best agencies and I'd coffee date with them. And I say, how can we partner moving forward? And those relationships you know, people remember them if you remember the moment that you created with them. And so two years after a coffee date in LA, I get an email from Drew's best friend saying, my girlfriend's launching a beauty brand in Australia. Would you be interested in working with her? And I was like, yes, I would. And then the next email comes through and it's like Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty. (laughs) Now, if I hadn't invested in relationships and coffee dates and stepping outside of my comfort zone, to nurture and nourish a community, to build my business and advocacy, that opportunity never would have come. Right. So that's how in tough times or in any time in your business cycle, you invest in energetic connections with other people because that's where you get the best bounce. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And I mean, you talk so much about the importance of connection. And so is it through, what is it about the connection? Is it the actual conversation or is it like what you're saying now where it's, then you have these connections through town and you're meeting people and you never know who they're going to introduce you to. What is the most important piece of connection? Connection is about a mutual exchange of energy. So when you're connecting with someone, it's not about me, me, me. This is what I want. Give it to me. Because someone's just going to go, no, life is not a one-way street. It's a two-way street, right? So number one, you need to really do your research on who you want to connect with and most importantly, how you can add value to them and vice versa. So I always say the first step is um, Google, LinkedIn. Look at who like-minded communities are, yeah? So what does Captain Google say about you? Like it's pretty clear when everyone Googles me, like passion, integrity, delivery comes up. It's my three anchored values, my life and business. So you're obviously very passionate about your business. You work with integrity, but you're also known to deliver, which means you've got the same little black book as I do, but in different Mm -hmm. markets, right? Mm -hmm. So that to me is like an energy match. It's someone that I want to connect and do things with. So when you're reaching out to people, you've got to understand the value that you can give them and vice versa. Okay. That is huge. Yeah. I didn't, I'd never think about it as the energy exchange either. And I think we go through so much of our life just doing that, whether it's like in your actual relationships, whether it's at the grocery store and who you're meeting, but every interaction we have is a form of an energy exchange. And to me, now I'm starting to realize like, is my that is my greatest asset is that mm-hmm. energy that I'm giving. So I shouldn't just give it away freely. No. And then a lot of people I would call energy vampires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I you've got to be able to, Yeah. So you've got to be <laughs> able to spot, but also wrap it up really quickly. Yes. And move it on because yeah. those are not the people that you want in your life. So those people that just seek you out for their own benefit but don't realize that you work on a mutual exchange of energy are not the right people for you right now. Okay. They might okay. be in the future if they work on themselves but not now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, say, for instance, we're doing a podcast swap. 
you're on mine, I'm on yours. We're both going to promote it. We've both got like-minded audiences. We're aligned on, on so many different levels. That to me is like a win-win situation for us both. Right. Whereas if someone came and said, um, I want X, Y, and Z from you, but then they had a whole list of what I needed to do, but they weren't willing to do that in exchange, that to me does not seem like a fair energy exchange. So that would be a no. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically just mutually reciprocal situations is what you want to be in at all times. A hundred percent. And that's where you get the biggest bounce in business. It's where you connect with people and it could be anywhere in the world and you connect with them and you've got this great energy, this great passion, and you know that you can pay forward your knowledge. So when you're growing a business, a business is built on advocacy. Mm -hmm. You're only as good as the last podcast chat you know, for you, the last styling job or cover right. that you did or keynote speak, right? Yes. It's what are people saying about you out there? Right. That's your best asset. So show up with passion and with integrity and deliver the best value that you can to pay forward your knowledge. Yeah. Well, your new business is called Powerful Steps and your mission is to share your toolkit that you've learned along the way with high octane business women. So we're going to pick your brain a little bit on some of those Ooh. tools. Um, one of the things that I was told that you really specialize in is getting into shifting into a higher vibration in 45 seconds. Can you tell us oh, about yeah. the 45 seconds? <laughs> oh, this is so good. So you know what? We all face challenges and I know you've faced some pretty big challenges in your life as well. So is everyone yes. that's listening. Anyone that says that they haven't been in a hot mess yes. is lying to themselves. Yes. So I was with a um, Buddhist monk in Thailand many years ago trying to shift through my challenging time. And he said to me, Tori, I want you to imagine that that challenge that you're facing, that you put yourself in this big bag of extremely smelly shit. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, and I want you to say to yourself, do I have 45, 45 years to actually wallow in that? And I was like, I'm at the halfway point of my life almost. So sorry. I'm at the halfway point of my life almost. And I have 45 minutes to sniff shit. And he goes, well, that shit bag is not for you. So let's go to the next one. Do you have 45 minutes right now to look at that challenge and find a solution? And at that point, I was really navigating and I wasn't really holding myself accountable. And really, I was probably wallowing in trying to find a solution for 45 minutes. So I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, it's still going to be a bit smelly. I was like, I think it's going to be bearable. But then he said the best way, the best leaders, the best people, they get a solution within 45 seconds and they don't even smell the shit. And I was like, that's going to be me. So now whenever I have a challenge, I don't even lean into it, smell it, whatever. I'm like within 45 seconds, I'm like off and running. Because when you've got a challenge, you're always two solutions, Kelly. And so it's up to you to go, well, what path do you want to take? And either path could be right because it's either another lesson that you have to learn and, again, you find another solution or you're stepping into the right door that's meant for you. Oh, okay. I can hear that. It's like the opposite of what I do because I want to analyze every single way it could go. But I see what he's (laughs) saying. It's like then you're just smelling the shit and it's corrupting the rest of your life too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so we give ourselves 45 seconds. What do you do? Set a timer or do you just know now? I just know so. it in my head. I just know yeah. I'm like, boom, boom. Like something will happen. I'm like, okay, boom, you know? Yeah. So you're just you following know? your gut. What would you say to someone though? Because, you know, if you have been in a situation where you've experienced 
something traumatic, a lot of times we can get triggered. And so then our reaction is a trigger. Is it not, you know, not necessarily like a clear headed response. So what, how do we navigate that? Are the different Treat yourself as a business, treat yourself as a business. Okay. Okay. So I always say, take the emotion out of it. And trust me, I've been through some a very emotional, toxic times in my life. And I wish someone had given me this advice because yeah. it wouldn't have taken so long and I wouldn't have sniffed as much shit. So <laughs> I love it. It's the best analogy the ever. <laughs> it's like, here's the jam. You've got, to, yeah. you've got to look at it like this. If you were a business, Kelly, what would you be? What do you mean? What would you be as a business? So if someone looks at me and I teach this in my programs, and this is how you can really switch your thinking a lot faster. What business would I be? I launched Zara into Australia. Yeah. It was the most successful launch in retail history. We had 22,000 people through on the day of launch, a million dollars in sales. Their energy, their values, everything aligns with me. I love the experience. Now, they're agile. They're first to market. They're quick thinkers. They're customer-centric. They're creative. They're global. If I was going to be a brand, I'm not going to be a Ferrari. Because it's not mass market. I'm going to be Zara. I want to help everyone. Yeah. 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 So when I have a a situation which is emotional, I think of myself as a a business. What's the business decision Mm -hmm. that that brand would make to find the solution? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about a situation that has nothing to do with business that's in my life right now. But when I think about myself as a business, I know the answer very clearly about what I should do. (laughs) Yeah. It's just very interesting because then you do take the emotion out of it. And um, I think you're making a decision that's based on your best growth at all times versus like the emotional decision or, oh, but this or that, you know, the second guessing that we all seem to do. Do you know, it's so true. So I've got a client at the moment on one of my programs and she's going through a pretty emotional breakup and she says, I'll try, I'm I'm just not with it. And I was giving her the 45 second solution and she was getting it, but she wasn't really getting it. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, you're going through a financial settlement. You're going through a separation. You're also a highly successful entrepreneur that's running a multi-million dollar business. In this situation, take the emotion out of it. Treat yourself as a business. What would you do? With less than 10 seconds, she's like, I would do this. And I said, well, there's your answer. Yes. Take the emotion out of it and and treat yourself as a business. Okay. Well, okay. I have some things to do then. (laughs) Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Let's talk a little bit about self-belief because this is something that I've become way more aware of. I would say even just in the past year of my life of the importance of believing in myself. I've heard this said a couple of times and I don't know if this is true for you, but for women, and I think this is true for me, when I turned 40, it was sort of like, okay, either I'm going to believe in myself or no one is, you know? And so it's like some shift happened to me that knowing like I couldn't go outside of myself anymore to just keep trying to find validation there. Like I had to do it for myself first and then the rest would come or if it came, you know, but either way I was going to be good. So talk a little bit about how you got to the understanding of self-belief being a superpower. Yeah. Well, number one, self-belief is a free tool that anyone can tap into. Right. It doesn't cost anything, which is like the best thing because all you got to do is believe in yourself. I love the fact that you book like brought up validation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my girlfriends wrote this book called Validation is for Parking. And it really <laughs> is. <laughs> That's an amazing title. <laughs> Isn't that just the coolest thing? It's so and good. She's like, she's like, if you just think about it as a parking ticket, Tori, what like who cares? And I agree, right? So when I started my first business, I had a coffee date with an ex-boyfriend and I told him, I want to start a business brand communications. I want to attract the world's best, yada, yada, yada. And he said, I think you should go get married, join a few clubs, finish your interior design degree, and that's going to be it. And Mm -hmm. I remember walking out of there going, you just don't believe that I can do it, but I can and I will. So fuck you. And I did. And the crazy thing is he ended up um, being a CEO of a major global media company that didn't have a PR arm. 10 years later, he called me for advice as to how to start that PR arm. Now. How crazy. If I hadn't backed myself in my 20s, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to add that arm to this multi-billion dollar business. I showed him the way. So the thing is, always back your ideas, always back yourself. You are always going to have naysayers and people saying you can't do this. Even when I closed Torster, people like, that's your identity. 
you know, that's your cash cow. That's all these things. Yeah, sure. But there's nothing stopping me from following my truth and stepping into something more powerful, Mm -hmm. knowing and believing that I can. So just because people say, no, you shouldn't do that, doesn't mean that you need to take that advice. Yeah, You need to trust and back yourself for the win. Yeah. You know, when you started this podcast, Kelly, how many people said to you, you shouldn't do it? Well, I was the number one person saying that. <laughs> well, there you go. You're going to get out of but, your own way. But, you yeah, know? But, I mean, things have shifted for me, I would say, in stuff that I'm doing now. Back then, it was sort of like, one of those things that when things came to me, I was like, oh, well, could I do, you know, as more other people actually believed in me more than I believed in myself. And that has shifted for me to, to where now, even like what I've realized is everyone is projecting their own like experience of life at all times. And so while I do believe that it's great to go have connection with people and go communicate mm-hmm. and ask for advice from people that I love, at the end of the day, it's just like what you're saying. Like I have to listen to myself first and most. Mm-hmm. And I know the answer to what to do for me every time. And I know what I can do. Like you're saying, if I don't believe in myself, um, I definitely won't succeed in the same capacity that I do if I create, you know, that own belief in myself. And so it doesn't really matter what anyone else is saying when you get to that place with it, because you're just like, no, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> You're going to do it. But I also think with age and you're talking about your 40s, which is such a powerful decade. I mean, I'm yeah. in my 40s as well. And I do think that, you know, we do get out of our own way. We've learned a lot of life lessons yeah. that empower us to step up and, you know, really back ourselves. But I do also believe, and I do talk about it in the book as well, about when you actually own the power of who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. You actually, you you gain this inner strength to know that you've got the capabilities to step forward into the unknown because you've probably already done that before, mm-hmm. but you don't actually recognize and see the power of what you stepped away from until you take the time to take ownership of your own powerful story. And I, you know, I mentor a lot of women in our programs in our 40s that they're like, I don't know what my story is. Yeah, I have not taken the time to learn. And I say, open a Google Doc and your story is broken down into five parts. Number one is like, where did you grow up? What was your family life like? You know, what were the key learnings, the key moments? The second is when you left school. Who did you want to become? What did you become? Who mentored you? You know, how did you kind of step up into your career? Number three is always like, whoo, I've made it to the top of my career and it's all happening and this is really cool and it's a lot of love around me and all the rest of it. Number four is the universe is always going to come in and burn down the house yep. and give you that changing <laughs> moment. And you're like, God, what was that life lesson? Right in the Google yeah. Doc. What did I learn? You know, I grew up here and this is what happened and this is what I created and I got to the top, but boom, how did I rebuild my life? And part five of the story is where are you now? Mm. What difference can you make? What are you stepping into? What are you creating? Because you're probably the halfway part of your life and you don't yeah. want to die wondering. So how are you going to step in? And when you look at it that way, you become this powerful being, knowing and believing in yourself that you're capable of anything because you've actually taken the time to understand your own life narrative, Mm. which is probably a hundred times more powerful than you ever thought. 
Yeah. Pretty simple. It is. I think it is true that like when you were saying the thing about someone not knowing their story or whatever, I I relate to that because I feel like I'm just uncovering it. So I'm going to actually do that Google Doc. That's a good one. It's so it like it is so powerful. Yeah. And when you're doing media interviews as well, this is the PR coming out of me. Yeah. What you do is you tap back into different parts of your story mm-hmm. and you share it to pay forward the knowledge and the key learning so that mm-hmm. someone else can rise. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if women all around the world we're tapping right. into the power of who they are and sharing that story, we could create and deliver the most incredible impact. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned the book. The book is called Self-Belief is Your Superpower. Unleash Your Life Purpose, Own Your Power, Become a Magnet for Miracles. So basically everything we've talked about today, what was it like writing your own, own book? Was There it is right there. <laughs> She's showing me. It's a cute cover, actually. Yeah, I've, got to, I've got to send you one to Nashville. In fact, I would I'll love send you that. Yes, please. Um, um so, tell us about writing a book. I to me that sounds very exciting and uh, overwhelming all at the same time. I was such a procrastinator. I have to be <laughs> honest with you. I knew I was gonna birth the book, but I wasn't quite sure how I was gonna yeah. birth the book. And so I took myself um, to this place called Kamalaya, which is a wellness retreat in Thailand. And I was still procrastinating. I wanted to go and do the meditation. <laughs> That's yeah. what I just and it wasn't until I was walking down this path and I stubbed my toe and got taken to the hospital. And they're like, you can't leave your room for two weeks that I actually started writing. That's the truth of the story, Kelly. And so I think that the universe put me in a place where it was like, Tori, you now are going to channel the book and what other women need to hear. Mm. And so I literally, I spent two weeks channeling the framework of the book and um, the interviews and it all just flowed and came together. And then we recorded the audio so you can download it and listen to it as well. Um, Look, it's just, it's a book that I believe that all women of any age can tap into because it takes you through the framework of believing in not only the power of yourself, but the power of the people that you choose to surround yourself with. And so whether you're at a crossroad in life and you're like, where to from here, it's it's guiding you through the power of not only my story, but other people's stories and the framework that I've used to get out of my own way. Mm. Okay. I definitely need to read this one. <laughs> I'm sending you lots of copies. <laughs> I cannot wait. Well, I'm going to put the link of that book in the description of this podcast for you guys. Tori, where else can people find you if they want to stay in touch or learn more about your business? Um, powerful-steps.com. Our podcast is Powerful Stories. And you know what? You can follow me on LinkedIn, but Instagram at Powerful Steps as well. We show up every day. We've got a community of 50,000 women that are really um, active and they just want to connect with other like-minded women just like you, Kelly. So thank you for the opportunity to share the power of my story with you today. Oh my gosh, of course. And I'm actually going to be on your podcast, Powerful Stories. So you guys go check that out as well. Again, I'll put all the description. I mean, all the links for this in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for being up with us this morning and talking to us from Australia. I love this conversation. I'll wake up for you any day, Kelly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 